Welcome to the Triple Confirmed Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a six-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is July 14th, and this is episode 220. Hopefully, you guys are having a fantastic Friday, fabulous Friday. As always, we've got some exciting things to go over today, price action-wise. Things have been very volatile the last couple of days. Uh, a lot of people, I think, getting caught off guard with retesting into the high yesterday um, and obviously not flipping any of our midterm macro um, signals or ideas of what's going on, like the range didn't break, the fibs didn't re-extend. There was a bunch of underlying stuff that I think most people weren't looking at. Um, you know, our perception over here never changed. Still bearish, as unfortunate as that is, um, even though we came back up and retested, that's all fine and dandy. So, as always, starting off here with our macro outlook chart on the weekly. Still, as of right now, not looking too bad. The only concerning issue that I see here is that our triple confirmation, as far as Heiken Ashis go, closed up here at 30,400. So, potentially, this could, if we are going to push all the way to 27, we may potentially see some sort of invalidation again. Now, because we've already seen one invalidation prior, you know, it makes sense that maybe potentially, yeah, we're stuck in this range for a little bit longer, the weekly signal not being as prosperous as it would normally be when we're in this trending type of market condition, because we've gotten caught between the major resistance and the key levels of support, right? So overall, the momentum still building to the upside. We see that clearly in the money flow in the market liberator and in uh, the wolf pack. Volume is still extravagantly low. So until volume starts to actually pick up with momentum shifting back up, it's probably going to continue chopping people out. This, you know, before any type of major move, this is always what they do. They push out as many people as possible, get them liquidated, get their liquidity up for grabs, push them out, and then the move actually comes. And that's, you know, again, what exactly what we've seen yesterday. That final push to the upside, I would imagine, screwed over a heck ton of people as unfortunate as as that is it was obviously what we needed we needed to push uh push above these local highs just barely and then swing ourselves back down now building a daily doji coming up as far as we can see again potentially to get invalidated with the tc being that it happened right at the top of the fib extension and everything else we'd been talking about it wasn't a great signal obviously so more than likely, we continue turning down here. We do know that we still need a converging wave as far as our medium terms go because we diverged uh, a second time. We essentially still need to break the market structure. 29,800 on a closing candle basis. Something of a four hour would be good enough, I would think. Come back up at some point after we break down. Come back up, retest into 30,000, 30,200 one more time for that converging, confirming wave to actually take our step down to 27. I don't think that it's going to happen in just one go from this point here. It's going to probably more than likely be a stair-steppy type of deal. Um, like I said, my first targeted area is right around 29, 28,800 or 29,200, put about a $400 range in that zone for some sort of bounce retest of 30. 
um, of course, the 30k rejection would start piloting us um, for some heavier, uh, more than likely quicker downside type of action. Because we're on a Friday, we're going into a weekend. Probably what we're going to see is some sort of close below our support level in the next couple of days. It's probably going to try and bounce back up, you know, to show that, oh, it's not confirmed. Oh, there's no volume in behind this, yada, yada, yada. But we know better. You know, it's probably going to try and fake people out over the weekend. But if we get those closing candles below 30, again, like we'd already done that last week. And so in my opinion, if it hadn't diverged, it was already confirmed and ready to fall. We could have fell in off of this 30,600 retest. That would have been a perfect lower high for continuation. But instead, we've extended this thing out a little bit. It basically, I think what was happening is that some of these altcoins still had some energy uh, left to go. And Fib extension like ETH, hadn't gone up to $2,000 yet, even though that was where the top of the daily FIB extension was. So that's been now done. Everything seems to be lined up again, back into that downside direction. So again, overall, maybe a little bit of chop over the weekend. I could see us coming back up into like 30,500, as long as daily and 16 hour and 12 hour are looking to reconfirm back down. I wouldn't be trying to scalp long back up, you know, not financial advice, not my forte. When the environment starts to shift, it's always a terrible idea to try and trade against it. So we don't want to do that. We want to be cautious. We obviously want to see the close for sure, because as of right now, 30,000 is still holding us up. But every other factor that we can see, money flow in the medium term, Wolfpack, Market Liberator, they're all about to go back into uh, a more bearish posturing. So I could see... Definitely the eight hour, the 12 hour and the six hour market structures flipping into a bearish structure on the Heikinashi candle. If we're looking at normal candles, it's already been uh, in that bearish market structure for a couple days. Seems like we flipped some of the medium terms actually back up. Oh, interesting. Okay, so they didn't end up flipping back into a uh, bullish market structure as of yesterday. I would imagine that these all flip back bearish in the next day or so. Um, if we'd had volume yesterday, again, this thing could have been totally different. We could have actually started to use this as some sort of bull flag, continuation, yada, yada, yada. Now, the odd chance that we completely invalidate this candle somehow, some way, we just pump absolutely like get crazy volume as of today. Things could change. But again, for now, that's that's a pretty wild card scenario speculation. We've got divergences. We've got money flow dying. We've got, yeah, it's it's just overall bearish. They, they may piddle, piddle paddle us around here for a little bit longer. Um, but because we are starting to close the four hour candles below 618 once again, um, we need to see it retested and rejected. So yeah, maybe like 2700 today, retest 618, 30,300, 200 over the weekend. We start rejecting from there. That should set us off on the path forward. Now, coming over here to the DXY and the US 10-year, US 10-year finally started to push uh, back down, it would seem, a little bit in the medium term. Still overall, honestly, not looking great, but on, really, I mean, like not looking that bad either um, in comparison to the Dixie. So interestingly enough, the bond yields are kind of sticking to their zone of consolidation still. Um, I don't see any like major topping out signals. It's definitely turning over and around right now, but structure wise and everything in between doesn't look that bad. Dixie, on the other hand, has come all the way down into our major support of 99, 100. 
it does not seem like it's going to stop. It actually seems like it's about to fall through, potentially still testing into the 97, 97 and a half level back at moving average. Probably does do some sort of bounce potentially from there in that area. Back up if it rejects anything below 102, more than likely, again, continuation lower. It's just going to keep grinding along this moving average until we can actually push things below it. Once we get price action below, obviously if we hold, everything's all good to go and dandy, but we don't know what the future holds. It's been a... Last time we were down at this level was last year. The time before that, 2020. Like we've spent a lot of time consolidating at this level. It is quite a key level of support. As we can see going back into our multi-week and monthly and stuff, like there's a lot of support resistance right around this 100 uh, point zone. So I don't, like I said, expect it to just break right off the bat. But if we just kind of keep piddling out bounces from here, um, strength isn't building. The U.S. economy doesn't seem to be turning around. More than likely, Dixie still has continuation. Um, weekly fib, monthly fib, all extending down into like the 88, 87 point region. So still a dramatic difference from where we are right now. So just something to be cautious of the stock market probably going to continue using the energy of the Dixie falling below its key important macro zone um, to build strength up here. I more than likely do see some sort of sell-off short term going into next week, maybe Monday, Tuesday, we come back, we retest into these previous highs, 44.50, 44.60, maybe even just the 618, 44.75, something like that before more than likely more continuation. I don't think this thing's done um, as of yet. There is potentially some bearish divergence stacking up in the medium term. So we need to be cautious of that. But money flow overall, still very tight, very um, expansive to the upside, it would seem. So if we get the retest, we hold it, support, continuation. We can see market structure here of the 16-hour already bullish. We just need these extensions to reach into the upside. Yes, if we break through this $4,500 level on a retest, probably the next level is like 4600 Another 100-point jump for the S&P likely to come if we find support and we can look for continuation. So everything S&P-wise, not looking too bad. Until we actually test into closer of the all-time high, I'm not expecting any like major pullback, setback or anything, just, just small pullbacks until we have some sort of blow-off top type of thing. And if, I mean, if we're going to continue going the way we're going right now, continue holding resistance turn support, it's probably going to do that within the next couple weeks here, either by around the end of the month or going into next month, I could see this thing just absolutely taking one last, you know, uh, gung-ho type of move into the upside. If we test into the highs, we start rejecting. I'd be looking at this like some sort of cup handle, probably all the way back into like 4,200, 4,350 type of deal um, before potentially trying to actually break those all-time highs. I don't really see it just just breaking through. It it definitely could make a new all-time high, come back down, higher low, 4,500 um, seems to be the key level that we have right now. So we'll be looking out for that going into next week. Again, Monday probably does sell off a little bit um the way it's posturing itself right now the close being in half an hour yeah probably does want to come back bitcoin's popping below thirty thousand right now um the altcoins surprisingly did not take as hard of a hit today really like avax is still up compared to yesterday link is still up eth is still technically up as well in comparison so yeah interestingly enough um 
a lot of this seemed like it was just in BTC that really got the blunt of the hit today. So we potentially could have seen the U.S. government selling those uh, illegal Silk Road Bitcoins off today. It was about $300 million worth of BTC at current prices. Um, that could be what's helping fuel this thing, definitely. And maybe even they haven't sold it off yet. And if so, we may have more pain and punishment to come. Yeah, I see that Pio's hanging around today. He's chatting away. You got anything you want to add, Pio? Anything interesting going on over there, brother? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, welcome. It's been a while. Um, it's been a while. It's been a while. Still haven't got decent headphones. Probably should get around <laughs> to that. Um, yeah, a lot happened this week, I guess. Um, you know, we'd CPI come out looking, mm-hmm. pointing down. Um, like, it, it could be a local bottom. You never know. You know, it, it could peak up again. There's a lot to read into that. But markets certainly re- react to that. Um, then there was the XRP security thing, which the more you read mm-hmm. about it, there's more I kind of want to hear Jonas's take on it. <laughs> like, I, you know, I think he'll understand it in far more depth. But it does have like a lot of ramifications for projects. I think even Coinbase are starting to relist some of the tokens that they delisted. Um, yeah. Because there were securities, certainly mm-hmm. good for all. Um, well, positive news anyway. And then mm-hmm. we had Larry Fink, um, as we were talking before the pod started, on every station right now, CEO of BlackRock saying, buy Bitcoin. <laughs> um, and, and as you were, you know, pointing out uh, and as you were charting out you know perfect kind of fuckery zone you know yes i think jay as well put it in a great way exactly they want the small guy to buy at the local and medium macro resistance level so that they can push it back 20 to 30 percent you know yeah long resistance push those people out hopefully yeah they're you know they're exit liquidity they're they're trying to basically scout you know because i again i don't see how they can really move the markets any other way than like influencing you know other people to come in and then sell it off on them and then buy back cheaper because they've you know built up that said much liquidity or bought at that price so that there's not as many buyers at these at this thirty thousand dollar level 100 percent. like think was almost whipping up fomo you know mm-hmm. you're gonna have different types of audience you're gonna have you know big money They'll just scale in, they'll do their own thing. As you were discussing, how AgriTrade was kind of feeding and stuff. Um, yeah. And you just have retail kind of like, oh, bull market's back, boys. That's long resistance. Woohoo. XRP <laughs> to 528 bucks. <laughs> yeah. 90 cent and whoop their ass. Oh my God. The thing that gets me about the XRP stuff is like, okay, yeah, great. It's not a security, but like, are people using XRP to do transfers and trades and things? No, they're not. <laughs> you know, I uh, the tokenomics. Show me all the utility behind XRP and the you know and the tokenomics exactly, which are as we know fuboshed. And I'm happy to be corrected here because it's a Friday evening. It's been a long week, but I think part of the what was issued means that like what they did issue not via exchanges, they're going to have to pay a fine on. And it's like seven hundred million or something. So guess how they're gonna pay that? <laughs> they're gonna mm, like, yeah, sell more on, XRP. So, yeah, <laughs> sell more Ripple. That's what they've done only every coin. other time. Yeah, bro. It's like only coin. I don't have FOMO for. <laughs> no way. No, ludicrous. Yeah, um, that's on the good side of things, but like there is a lot of um, data coming out now about weakening off. Like I think the COVID savings the boomers had. It's start, mm-hmm. finally starting to kind of bleed out. Um, Fast.com CEO was just like highlighting a lot of data that they had to show weakening consumer spending. 
Um, so, like, just stay frosty. You know, bear market, oh, it's not. You know, uh, the macro picture, usually what happens is, <laughs> it happened back in 2007, uh, early 2008, the market's, like, bumped just before, you know, things kind of went to shit. Um, yes. And that coincided with rates, you know, finally kind of, like, being pulled back. Usually when rates go down, they're reacting to, like, softness. Um, but U.S. labor market is just insane. Like, another 260,000 jobs, I think, this week um, beat expectations. Um, mm. I am beginning to think that that's, like, a real misnomer, and that's what's making everything seem weird. It's just demographics. Where's retiring? You know, like, I think it's 70% of the countries right now are just well below replacement rates. So, yeah. usually... Central banks will stop hiking when they see the economy kind of wobble. And if you that's true employment figures, but I just think we're just in a very unique place right now. You know, demographics have peaked everywhere. Uh, I don't, I think they're looking at the wrong thing. You know, mm-hmm. um, economy is going to stay strong by that metric because the gig economy is much bigger than was what it was 10 years ago in, in, you know, over 10 years ago in the last, you know, recession slash, you know, economic event. Um, Nowadays, it's much easier for people to have a side gig or a second job. Mm. So, like, you know, I think, I think there's, there's, it's very hard to read a macro right now, and I think the charts are much better to look at, mm-hmm. much easier yeah. to be focused on. Well, I agree. I, I, I absolutely agree because, like, you know, it's, it's, it's not often that we see, you know, weekly, two week, monthlies lining up together, right, and signaling in such a strong way it only ha you know it's only happened a number of times a handful of times um and we're in that situation again you know we were in that situation before the covid dump too right so obviously we we can't predict like news and stuff and things but we know that like over the longer term now this is probably going to be the absolutely craziest bull run we've seen that like i've been around for at least because again, like, you know, many years ago, it feels like now 2017, the talk of a spot ETF and or like institutional investors, you know, it was only like a pipe dream idea that these guys were going to, you know, participate in crypto. And now it's like, well, it's all there. They're doing it. it they've totally 180 narrative, you know? So I, I really, truly believe that, yeah, this next run may be for one, the longest run we see. Um, that we've ever had and the most exponential because it you know i think we we've talked about that a lot too that like this whole cycle macro cycle as as far as bitcoin goes has only s curved over and down we still have not seen the actual like macro exponential growth of btc the 10 years that it's had has like you know built itself up found foundation now and has floor to absolutely like rocket you know the the growth curves the s pattern we've talked about it a lot and it's like well now it's showing up on a weekly for the you know first time ever we've seen it play out a thousand times on the daily we've seen it a thousand times on the four hour i don't know i don't know bro i don't like i don't like speculating but i just i'm my guts are telling me that things this time are going to be crazy you know, to two three k to sixty eight k was crazy, but like this in comparison, I don't, I don't think it's going to compare at all. Um, sadly, I don't, I don't think that the alt, you know, the alt, the 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 money will bleed into alt for sure. But you know, this may be the first time in a long time in in a bull market environment where 
you know, the main stuff, BTC and ETH, actually go to prevent, like potentially outperform some of these other ones. I'm talking like top 100. It's not going to outperform the, you know, the 20 million market cap thing that goes to a billion for a week and then slams back down. You just, you can't, can't beat those numbers. But I don't know. I don't know, bro. No, um, that could because like institutional money is not going to play like um, deviant exchanges in yeah. that like they roll it, you know, Bitcoin pumps, rolls into ETH, rolls into, rolls into, rolls into, and then it becomes a Ponzi game. Like mm-hmm. they probably do a little bit of this. They're not going to be doing it with all that kind of institutional money, BlackRock. And no. It's, they're no. not going to be like, oh yes, low, YOLO 500 billion of Bitcoin into like Pepe. I wish they would, but mm-hmm. I think they're going to. No, but I I think like retail is still going to do a pretty proportionate part of doing that. Like they see their Bitcoin going up, you know, let's say 400% and sell some, buy some other shit. Like the altcoin season that probably comes after this next Bitcoin alt, like full season is, is probably going to be nuts. Absolutely. But until then, it's probably just like mm, mediocre at best. Things will obviously continue rolling up with everything, but comparably, you know, I think that like, yeah until BTC finds its next stable ground level, wherever that may be, um, things should dramatically change. But yeah, BlackRock's not buying Doge or <laughs> Pepe or, you know, SHIB. Yeah, I mean, like the thing that stuck most as a kind of repeated message and as a salesperson, you know, there's a reason why you start seeding a narrative like that. And mm-hmm. it was that Bitcoin's not a crypto. You know, he said that several times in several interviews. Like Bitcoin's not crypto, the rest of them are cryptos. This is digital gold. Nice. Yeah. Like a CEO just doesn't do wouldn't say something more than twice without like yeah. It is a crypto. I think he's just miss, you know, understanding that it's not a token, right? Like it's not a crypto token, but it is a cryptocurrency. And even that phrase is very loaded. But yeah, I think sure. I think he was making the case for Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. Bitcoin, Bitcoin. <laughs> we need a soundboard no. with Chong saying Bitcoin that we can Oh, <laughs> you know, actually, uh, we could probably get that in there. That's that's that'll be the next sound. Bitcoin. <laughs> you probably swear as I won't. Yeah, yeah. Um, sheesh. Well, my friends, I think with all that being said, we'll end off here. I guess just quickly going over one more time. Short terms. Um, very hard to say. Hourly, probably it wants to find support here, but at the same time, momentum dying right off. I'm probably expecting more downside still closer to close today and or after close and then some sort of potential weekend pity bounce rejection continuation. Yeah. Momentum keeps going down. Volume keeps dropping. Yeah. More than likely continuation lower is in the cards. My friends, as always, we appreciate the heck out of you guys for taking the time to listen uh, head over to TripleConfirmation.com if you're interested in decentralized automated trading bot services. It's a fantastic product. Yeah, if you guys have any questions, information, stuff like that you need, you'll find it all at TripleConfirmation.com. With that, hope that you guys have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you back here on Monday. Take care. Bye-bye.